birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Star Wars. Happy birthday to you. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I didn't even know we're live. Oh, my God. Sorry. Welcome to the Resistance. I just sing. That's all I do. A little pitchy. little pitchy. Thank you. <laughs> Simon Thank Cowell you, over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You look, look, dog. Look, dog. Gotta let you go. I, I love <laughs> yeah. your sob story about your three-legged dog, but you're not making it to the next round. Sorry. Uh, welcome to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody. I am John. This is not American Idol, so we will not be singing anymore as far as I know. But thank you for joining us on this episode. We are live to talk to you all about the latest Star Wars news uh, and a lot of other stuff. You know, We're going to recap Makes a Little Too Happen Day and have a good time on the birthday of Star Wars, also the anniversary of Return of the Jedi, 40 years and counting, and of course, five years for Solo, a Star Wars story, uh, which we had a really fun week talking about that movie as well. And with me, as always, is James and Lacey. James, speaking of Return of the Jedi, you rocking the uh, the Endor deal, huh? Oh, yeah. For, for oh, yeah. Audio listeners, for our audio listeners, uh, James can only be seen from the neck up because he's wearing full Endor camouflage mm-hmm. little, uh, what do you call it, a slicker? What is that thing? It's the, it's the original green screen. It's the original green screen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 I don't know what they're called. I, I say poncho, even though that's not poncho. correct because I just it's think it's a windbreaker. Like yeah, I think like it's something, yeah, something along this windbreaker is probably the most correct. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah. it was a celebration exclusive and it was awesome and I got it and it's camo, but I never wear camo. But then when I started wearing it, my wife like noticed it, but didn't say anything for a little bit. <laughs> and then it was oh. like one day was like she was like, you've been wearing that. What's uh? When when did you, when you're gonna start going, with, going with the camo? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like she likes it. No, oh. no. She just. I knew this the day I put it on. It would be like me wearing like, um, I don't know, like a, a, a hat that you would ne- like a pirate hat or something. And I'm, you know yeah. what I mean. And she like didn't say anything for a little bit. And then she's like, mm. so the pirate hat, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Like, okay, like you know. Oh, I thought you were saying like before. it does things because sometimes as women, no, like, no, no, when our men wear a certain thing that we didn't know was like attractive to us, it catches I mean, us off guard, and then we're like, it, wait a second, it, it's, I like possible. Like... it's possible, like. Because I expected her to say something like immediately, and she didn't. So maybe there was some processing time. I think she does like it. I think she does like it. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm going to buy a Starting sombrero. tomorrow, me, like, completely head to two camera yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, She's like, so you look like you're in the army now, and you're like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So That's the appearance and- I want to give off. You <laughs> unboxed some... Uh, Hasbro stuff. What uh, how'd that go? I did. Yeah, we have a uh, a video up now of my unboxings. Thank you so much to Hasbro Pulse for sending it to us. They were so kind. Uh, they sent it to us earlier in the month for like Star Wars Day, but you know Star Wars Day expands into Star Wars Month, and specifically a lot of these items were Return of the Jedi, so we decided to wait until mm. today to kind of celebrate today's anniversary. But yeah, we have a ton of uh, cool stuff that we're going to be giving away sometime soon, which is uh, the Endor base. Uh, we have Han, Leia, a stormtrooper, um, biker scout. Sorry, not a stormtrooper, biker scout. 
uh, Wicket, Lando from Jabba's Palace. Uh, we also have a clone trooper phase two helmet, which kind of falls outside that Return of the Jedi, but yeah. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Luke's green lightsaber. What about this Force thing? Throw it in the box. <laughs> yeah. like, whatever. But yeah. it's super cool. It's so nice of them. So uh, look for some product reviews on the the YouTube channel soon um, and some obnoxious selfies from me with the lightsaber because it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. The best thing. One One of. One of. Uh, I thought I was the best thing that happened to you, but you know. Um, Oh my gosh, guys, we just came from doing a poll. We just came from a poll chat. John is in a (laughs) mood tonight. What? I mean, oh, just... Watch the poll if you're a patron on Wednesday, and you'll find out mm-hmm. what's going on. And you'll know um, exactly what I'm talking about. So, and and I'm sure blue coconut. Yeah, my side. So <laughs> here's the deal. Speaking of that video, make sure you do watch that unboxing video and um, share these videos too, because it really helps us um, with a lot of things that we're trying to do, including you know letting Hasbro know like our audience likes these videos, so it really helps us out a great deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and shout out to Danny's mom who's watching. Hi, Danny's mom, and all of Danny's dogs and all the the whole gang. I'm sure is. And I saw that party. it's Sue Dawson's birthday, so hi Sue, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Sue. Yeah, Sue's probably already a box of wine deep at this point. I'm sure. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but <laughs> but also in terms of this video, if you are watching live, uh, if you don't mind sharing on social media. Invite more people into the base. The more people, the better, of course, and like it and all that good stuff. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. We uh, are slowly marching towards our next goal of 2,500 subscribers on the channel, so we appreciate that very much. Um, but before we get into the news, um, first thing we have to do is, obviously, as we said, say happy birthday to Star Wars, happy anniversary of Return of the Jedi, and Solo. And speaking of Solo, I just want to get your guys sort of now that we've I uh, had time to rest our thumbs and get back to normal. Uh, how do you guys feel looking back on uh, Make Solo 2 Happen Day? Lacey, you were busy operating the TRB Twitter account uh, pretty much all day. So uh, how mm-hmm. do you think the day went overall? And uh, from my perspective, another very positive day and uh, people coming together to to celebrate and, and root for you know something that they intended to do. Yeah, I I love make so make solo two happen day. Oh my god, slurring my words. I'm not even drinking. <laughs> uh, it's it's a great day of just fans coming together to celebrate a movie we really love and that we want to see continue. They had plans to continue the series, so um, despite what some people say online, it's not a demand. It's just a hey, we want to see you finish right. what you started. We want to see uh, these actors that are so talented continue on and and get more jobs to play these roles because they do want yeah. to. Um, I mean, I was reading an article the other day on Fanta Tracks where someone had spoken to Jonas and he said, yes, please make Solo 2 happen. It needs to happen. And I 100% agree. Um, but yeah, the the days are just fun because it it's always interesting to me how many people show up every year that are like, oh, people like this movie? I had no idea. I didn't yeah. know people like this movie. Or the other one that always happens too is, oh, I hated this movie when it came out but now I really love it and I kind of regret hating on it to begin with. Or they didn't and, give it a shot when it came or out. Or they didn't give it a shot, yeah. So it's just nice to see fans come together and you get to see how talented other creators and other fans are with their cosplay and their art and their fan videos and you know all different types of stuff. Um, it's also really nice to see other creators support our movement in the space and see them talk oh, about yeah. Solo. 
because you know there's so much going on in Star Wars on a regular basis. So anytime someone will take the time to support what we're doing or just give us a, a retweet, it really means a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, as years go on with every type of movement, people come and go or fade off. But there's been a, a solid group like you guys watching right now that have stuck by us and really supported the movement. It really means a lot. And we know that if this goes on for another three years, hopefully not, <laughs> you guys would still be there celebrating with us. And uh, mm -hmm. it's just, it's a good feeling day. And despite the craziness of it and nonstop retweeting and replying and making sure we get videos up and all this other stuff, it's just nice to also sit back and celebrate that as fans, we came together and tweeted over, you know, 12,000 times on Twitter about solo like that's crazy yeah. um and i just hope everybody that was involved including like john kasdan and ron howard see that stuff and just know like we want more yeah it it's um you know james i think we it trended pretty much all day it trended globally it mm -hmm. trended in the united states in the entertainment categories at one point it was the top entertainment topic going and I think it peaked at overall trends in the United States in the top five uh, for most of the first part of the day. So uh, and, and it really was all fans like the first year we did it, you know, people involved with Lucasfilm were like, oh, this is nice. You know, because the, they were shocked. Yeah, they were shocked. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they participated. And then when it like really took off, they're probably like, oh, we probably shouldn't be getting too involved in this. Yeah. So this was yeah. advocating this was for all, something that might not happen yeah this year was all it was like <laughs> the end of rise of skywalker it's just people and it was just like fans and some podcasts you know getting involved and and to the fact that we were able to ring up that kind of numbers those kind of numbers pretty cool right man yeah absolutely i i lacy you were talking a little bit about like the people who have kind of come around on it and there's one thing that i don't think i've ever seen from anyone ever which is the because I've seen all the gamuts of I didn't watch it or I didn't like it, but now it's kind of growing on me, all that. I've never met anybody that liked it when they first saw it. And now that they've seen it a few more times, not so much. That's, That's never happened. Point. It's yeah. only ever been they feel the same way about it, whether it's high or low, like, nope, still don't like it, whatever. Um, or they or it goes up they go, it was better than I remembered it being, or I never watched it and I do actually like it. You know, I've never seen anybody in the other scenario go the other way, or even anybody that says, I didn't think I would like it. So I watched it and boy, was I right. That movie stinks. Like I've never, it's never happened. I've never come across it. I it's see people that hate on it. Hill ever. Yeah. I see people that hate on it. And we definitely got some trolls here and there that were like telling That'll us happen. that you know, Alden shouldn't have sure. been Han and all this other, which I want to note that like everybody that's gets, gets thrown out there as like who should have been Han, they auditioned. Like yeah. everyone always throws out Anthony and Gruber. He auditioned for Han. Yeah. And Chris and Phil said at the panel that they saw 3000 people for Han Solo and they saw Alden first and then they saw him again at the end and they knew he was the one. And the entire time they were doing all these people for like 3000 people, they knew Alden was the one, but they wanted to keep their options open. So I think yeah. everybody just needs to give a little credit to the people that did the casting that like they were right. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think they yeah. know what they're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, an overall really good day. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be some people who make some noise, but for the most part, if people don't, I don't like mind Solo, because even if they don't like it, they're using the hashtag. So it still counts. Yeah. And, 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 people, and I had 
I was going to say, I had one person that came at me and I was like, I, you know, I'm not really exactly sure what to say. And then like almost immediately they sort of like flipped their tune and they're like, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a fine movie. It was just a, you know, action adventure mm-hmm. movie or something. And I was like, I know exactly. And they're like, I mean, it's good. It's fine. You know, there was, I was like, yeah. then why did this all start with you being like, how about they fix the story? You know, and I'm like, I think, I just think sometimes people just want to spark up stuff just to spark up stuff, but they don't it's even fine. really mean it. It's my fun. favorite. Was- I just like to point that out. And then the other thing to point out that I love to say is, uh, and it feels like a little bit of like, I'm super smart. And that's why I'm saying this is when people are like, you mean a new hope? like as like the sequel to solo which makes no sense because rogue one is before a new hope so if you're gonna say that then you would just say what do you mean rogue one no that's not what i mean Uh, it doesn't make any sense there's attack of the clones yeah (laughs) there is there is there is 10 years between solo and a new hope that is plenty of time for adventures hijinks and tons of other stuff that we could see um, and I think people kind of forget that. And I understand you're not in it like I am or we are that we're like mm-hmm. living and breathing this all the time. But I got to say, it's a really good feeling to get to reply back and be like, you mean the 10 years in between? <laughs> Makes yeah, it's, a la- it's one of those lazy arguments that they copy and paste from sad boy message boards. Um, mm-hmm. But my favorite tweet uh, from like the negative stuff was some guy goes, who's the and I'll just say idiot. For the sake of oh yeah, I saw one. Audience. It was all who's squared. the idiot who made make solo two happen a thing, uh, and blank that movie. And I quote tweeted it with Forrest Gump waving from the boat. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, but it's it's reply? no. But overall, though, huh? Did he reply to you? Yeah, I'm sure he did. Sure oh, he I was did. curious what he said back. Uh, was he like, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, right. oh, he just wrote like it's ever gonna happen, like like Alicia Silverstone. Um, but he that's was cool. so surprised that you replied back. You're like, uh, I'm the guy. And he was I'm just like, guy, well, yeah. well, you suck. And you're like, yeah. okay. <laughs> but for the most part, everyone was really positive and had a good time. And even people like who don't like Solo, uh, clearly there was a lot of, I guess, podcasts who don't like Solo because they didn't participate. That's fine. They but like they sort of stayed out of the way. They didn't try to like cause trouble. Trouble. Mm-hmm. Usually, people are very positive about it, which is cool. Um, so I hope everyone had a good day. Are you just I talking about had... Christian Harloff? No, no, Chris. <laughs> I mean, he'll take every chance he gets to smack Solo. Someone called Christian head. Harloff out and was like. Christian, don't you hate Solo? Isn't this hilarious? And Christian was just like this. like no. And I just sent the <laughs> gif of uh, Lando dodging a bullet and then like a blaster a bullet and then shooting back at him. And then he sent back one that he was like bobbing and weaving. It was really funny. It was well done. Yeah, that's, that's all in good fun. But yeah, I hope everyone had a great day celebrating Solo. And if, whether you watched it or whatever you did, uh, I hope you had fun online because uh, it's always just a good feeling type of day. So um but we do before we get into the news we do have quick uh you know the sad news obviously of ray stevenson dying so oh suddenly gosh. and shockingly uh known uh, in the star wars galaxy as gar saxon in clone wars and of course uh coming up as balan skull in uh ahsoka so he was we... so happy at celebration he was yeah. such an energy at that event yeah he was yeah. and I, you know, I've, I've liked him for a long time. Uh, Dexter, I, I thought he was a great Punisher, even though Punisher Warzone wasn't the best movie. I thought he was a great Punisher, Frank Castle. Uh, he's been around for a long time. And 
Uh, he seemed to be very liked by his all of his cast and everything. So it's going to mm -hmm. be bittersweet to see Ahsoka, but I hope you know um, people enjoy you know seeing his uh, his character in that uh, show. So I don't know if you guys want to say anything about Ray Stevenson, but rest in peace from us here at TRB. It's so sad, but I think the best way to honor him is to enjoy Ahsoka for what it is and for the passion and energy and uh, life he put into it. Yeah. Yeah, no it's going to make the show harder to watch, but yeah. also at the same time, it will give like a lasting memory to, you know, when we watch those episodes. Uh, Have they like the said yet what happened? The people's last roles and stuff. They said he, he yeah. got an illness. He was filming somewhere in the UK. It might have been Italy and he got an illness and I, they didn't specify what exactly it was. So I don't know. Oh, no. I wonder if oh. it was like a situation where it's like they didn't think it was that bad. I don't know. You know, know. like a Jim yeah. Henson, like Jim Henson. He's like, oh, I'm fine. I know. Yeah. And or like, yeah, John Ritter, same type of weird. It's a weird yeah. how that like, can happen. But because it starts it, off as like a simple stomach ache, but ends up to be a bacterial infection or something. Anyway, I don't mean yeah. to go yeah. into the details. No, no. Yeah. But like watching The Last Jedi after Carrie Fisher died or watching. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, yeah. Or The Dark Knight, you know, watching that. I remember like just seeing the theater, like it's weird seeing someone, you know, is gone. And you're seeing something they're doing for the first time. Right. It's very bizarre. A piece of them on TV or on screen. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So rest in peace, Ray Stevenson. Uh, obviously, we're, we're really looking forward to seeing what he did in Ahsoka in a, in a couple months time. Um, all right. So let's get into the news. We have some interesting stories to hop into. So let's get after it, James. It's the resistance. Well, if you saw the thumbnail on our live episode tonight, uh, you might be looking at Obi-Wan Kenobi in a theater potentially soon. Um, now, this is this story. It, it's it's a little out there. It's a little wild. She was doing an interview for uh, Kathleen Kennedy, that is, was doing an interview um, with uh, comicbook.com. And uh, it was talking. No, about it was the EW. Yeah, EW. Was EW. Okay, man, this podcast. I went looking for that covered. too, and I was like, I don't know if this was an exclusive or not, but I don't see anywhere where they no cite. Okay, okay, gotcha. So EW. it's EW Star Wars podcast being covered by ComicBook.com. Yep. Um, and uh, they were, or she was asked about the potential of more Obi Wan Kenobi, and she said, mm -hmm. I think as of now, we are sticking to the story that is this uh, short, you know, six episode run. Uh, but you never know. We have kicked around ideas of him being in this and 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 other and connecting with some of our other stories, potentially even uh, theatrical stories as well. Um, which, in some cases, probably makes the most sense to you know kind of return to the idea of Obi Wan being in the theater. And we were going to talk a little bit about it. I'm going to kick it off with uh, John on this one. Uh, John, your thoughts on Kathleen Kennedy's uh, potential alluding to Kenobi coming back to a theater. So <clears throat> it's no surprise that she's going to leave that door open because you and McGregor has been very open and forthright about, I think we could find more stories in there before I turn into Alec Guinness and uh, you know, fans love you and he's one of the most popular star Wars actors right now, if not the most next to maybe Hayden Christensen. I have no idea. It's wild that we're even saying that right now. 
Like I think if Harrison Ford walked on stage and Hayden Christensen walked on stage at Celebration, Hayden gets a bigger pop, which is nuts to me, but I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so her comments are very interesting because she said, maybe we end up doing something. And, you know, Kathleen Kennedy, sometimes, you know, you, you get one interview and then a year later, it's a different thing, but uh, <laughs> we won't get too far into that. Uh, but maybe we end up doing something that gets incorporated into some of the other stories that we're doing. So that first one is the one that like stands out to me because it's like, well, what stories are you doing in that timeline? You know, are you going mm-hmm. to explore Crimson Dawn? So could we get Obi-Wan interacting with Maul again? That could be interesting. But you can't have Han and Obi-Wan interact. So you got to make sure that that's not a thing. Uh, but the fact that she said that because you're not going to take Ewan's Obi-Wan too close to Alec Guinness's. So they're developing, obviously talking about something in that Obi-Wan solo time frame as far as stories go. That's how I read that. So that's yep. very interesting. I don't know. I, I would love if they had expanded upon that. That would have been very cool to hear. Uh, but then she says, or eventually into a movie, which is funny because it was a movie. Uh, it was supposed to be a movie from the beginning. Um, but then she said, but who knows? Uh, I think... You probably know Kathleen Kennedy. You're the president of the studio. So yeah, you so probably know more than anybody. Who knows? You, who you, knows? We're the ones who are supposed to say who knows. Not you. you do. You're writing the checks. Yeah, yeah um, you do. But oh, jokes aside, she said right now it's still our standard standalone limited series. Um, and she says we have no plans for expansion right now. I think mm-hmm. Obi- they'll do more Obi-Wan. I don't know what, um, but clearly with you know, what's going on with Disney plus versus their, you know, Iger's push to get things back into the the theaters. I'm not really sure what's going to happen here, but I was, I'm just going to leave off my thoughts with very uh, ears raised at the whole, maybe we end up doing something that gets incorporated into some of the other stories we're doing, which again has to be in that sort of timeline there. Very interesting. I remember James pointing out if they do come back with more Kenobi, I think you got to do it with mall or, how do you top the Vader from season one? And it's I mean, very... it could be Andor. I would hate to see Obi Wan and Andor, but that's. Just I'm just me. saying because that is the yeah. time period, and they're currently working in that time period. And that's I only mean, four years before. That's getting really close to Alec Guinness, so I, I don't know. But I'll, you know, that those are my thoughts. I want to hear what you guys, yeah. think, what you guys think. Go Lacey, ahead. Go ahead. Oh, all Here right. Um, I my thought on this was that. Vader wasn't always the best listener when it came to following Palpatine's orders. And Mm. Palpatine said, I want you to back off of Obi-Wan. And Vader said he will. But I I could see them going into one theatrical two-hour thing where they encounter each other again or something along those lines. Um. And then, and then, and then, like at that point, it's like, what else do you do? You can't, you know, you can't. I mean, we're already at that point. But I'm like, if you, if you were to just figure out one more way to just sneak one more thing in, you know. Um. So, so for me, if somebody says we're toying around with the, a way to bring Obi Wan back to the big screen, then I go, okay, how could you incorporate Vader? And my thought is just. Palpatine told him to back off of Obi-Wan, but I've seen, I've read too many books, too many comics 
that talk about what Vader's thinking and what he's doing and how he's working on the side. I mean, we all played Force Unleashed and it's like Vader had a secret apprentice that he was training for a while, you know? It's like there's there's other things that you can do where like he's still following um Palpatine, but he's he's got his own thing going on and he really wants to get to the core of this other thing and maybe at that point that sort of solidifies the end of Kenobi because at this point he knows Kenobi's out there still alive but it's Palpatine that says don't follow him anymore and he's like okay I think maybe if you get the movie you get something where he thinks Kenobi's dead for sure and maybe even like wins the fight or something. I don't know. But it's tricky because you got positive Obi-Wan now. You know, he's like in it again. So I don't yeah, know. You, yeah, you could have. Yeah, I don't know. Messing with Vader sounds tough, but. but that, that I yeah, Hey, look, you want to bring Ewan McGregor back and say that the main villain is Darth Vader. And this is the this is truly the final theatrical battle or something. I'm there. <laughs> I'm going to think that's awesome. Let's go for it. Yeah, I um, this is tricky because some I th- I feel like we've gotten to the point with Lucasfilm and in general with pop culture that they've been thriving a lot in the past six years on nostalgia and on specifically millennials and older age group of hey what was cool when they were younger we're gonna bring that back so I feel like they're at the point now that they never want to say never. We heard Ron Howard say it at Celebration. I remember uh, one of our listeners and friends, Kyle Baker, had posted a video of Ron Howard at Celebration saying about Solo, never say never. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing that we've learned, never say never, because obviously Willow came back. Um, I feel like Kathleen is now playing it safe by saying, oh, well, I'll never say no. But at the same time, I feel like during the press stuff with Kenobi, Deborah Chow was very adamant that it was a one-time thing. That it wasn't, they weren't going to do any more. It's Ewan McGregor that seemingly was pushing it. And I think Disney that was pushing it. So I'm interested to see if they end up doing anything. I believe her when she says they have nothing planned right now. Because they just have a lot going on Mm -hmm. from what we've gathered from Celebration. And I think that this uh, writer's strike is causing more of an issue than they initially imagined which it should because these people should be paid what they're owed. Um, but I think Disney is now realizing like, oh, this isn't going to go anyway, go away anytime soon. So that's pivoting their plans. In addition to, we've talked about it before, I think Iger coming back in really switched things up. I think he really went to them and was like, what is your plan for the next five years? I need to know what the plan is. And they're mm-hmm. defaulting on stuff that works. So that's why I kind of believe her that like, yeah, I'll never say no because this is a character that everybody loves. So they're never going to say no to him because if they have the opportunity to bring you and McGregor back, they're going to. Um, mm-hmm. I just think right now she's being honest saying like, oh, he might fit into some stories we're telling, but eh, we haven't really figured that out yet. Because I think they're just so focused on getting that first movie out in 2025 and getting the projects that they're currently working on done, which right mm-hmm. now has and- stalled. And one other quick thing too, just from a tactical standpoint of of a person in her position saying never say never, there are fans out there that are Obi-Wan Kenobi fans and that's it. 
Like if they ever right. say like, we're done with Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor, he's not coming back. Those people, they leave, you know, they stop listening, but you say, never say never. They keep their ear to the ground. They keep their hopes up. They think, it, sure. you know, it, it's always I mean, possible that they could get something else. Kathleen Kennedy has also, I believe a couple of years ago said something like there's always room for solo or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that's what they say now. They all say that. So I take no, it with no. kind that's of what I mean. a yeah. pinch of cinnamon, if you will, a grain of salt <laughs> of if, you know, they don't want to say no, because two years from now, if Disney goes, hey, we want to bring this character back, then she's caught with a foot in her mouth of, oh, I said that they weren't going to come back and now they are. Yeah. So I don't think um, they want to do that. All right. Well, we have another story to talk about, but I want to see if we had any super chats. We do. So kicking it off is this is quite a name Tarua Ro to Tahua Roa Roa I'm so sorry that is the <laughs> coolest name I'm sorry I just butchered it but thank you so much for your super chat this is his first super chat on the show thank you so much and he said I finally made it to a live broadcast and he's provided that happy Crazy. face with little hearts like thanks Yay! for joining that's and awesome we're so excited to have you please put in the comments how to say your name so I can correct myself and I'm so sorry uh, but we're so happy you're here and yeah. to talk Star Wars mm -hmm. with you. And it's live. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Lacey's <laughs> going to butcher more names. Uh, so next up is Freezy2324. Hey, man. Thank you again for the super chat. You're here every week, Freezy. Thank you. Freezy says, Darth Maul appearance in possible Kenobi sequel also makes a little too happen. Thanks, Freezy. Mm -hmm. So we just talked about it a little bit. So if you guys just want to quickly reiterate, I, I think that is the only route they can go. Yeah. And... I, you know, I know people talk about the fact that, you know, Maul finds out about Kenobi still being alive in Rebels and stuff, but we've seen them wedge another experience in between that before for forever. Darth Vader saying, I sense something, a presence I've not felt since. And that was supposed to be when they fought at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And then they fought twice in the Kenobi series. There's a lot and the, uh, the, the running gag about, you know, why was Lando angry at Han? Like, how did he, you know, swindle him or whatever? After what and you pulled was after the what last you pulled, confrontation they yeah, had. Yeah. You can keep adding that story in there somewhere. So there's Star Wars of all franchises. Yoda saying, Luke, the last of the Jedi will you be? And then it's like, never mind. We have Cal Kestis. We have Ahsoka. We have Ezra. We have all these as Jedi. Star Wars finds a way. And it's always using that phrase from a certain point of view. So I think there's definitely a way to get Maul in the mix. I don't know what the status of Ray Park is. That guy is a wild card. Uh, but if they have to get another actor, they could probably pull that off and have Whitmer do the voice. But mm -hmm. you got to go big if you're going to do a villain in a Kenobi sequel. And I just don't want it to be Vader and Obi-Wan again after how they left off. I think that's how you have to leave that because he calls Until him Darth they meet again. again. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. you got to go big again. I think the only way you match it is with Maul and then you could do this thing where maybe Maul gets the upper hand on that one he le he leaves Kenobi for dead and Palpatine gets word that Maul killed Kenobi and that's why Vader thinks Kenobi's dead mm -hmm. yeah I think like uh it was we were doing a what could Obi-Wan future stories be or something and I brought up the Maul angle saying I think that's probably the only thing you could do though I'm I've kind of convinced myself that there's one more Vader fight maybe in there 
But the thing about Darth Maul that's interesting is like you have the whole Crimson Dawn thing going on and we know he's leading the crime syndicate and we know he's been involved for a while because of the Clone Wars and other Mm -hmm. stories like that. And then when it gets into the comics, we saw that he lost all that. You know, there was a point where he was like he like it all got taken from him or he was defeated or something along those lines. We don't know what that story is. And I'm like. Well, man, you got ties to uh, Solo with with Kira and Maul, and then Maul has ties with Kenobi, and you're looking to find something with Ewan in there. And, you know, there's talk there's talk of the theatrical release. You know, it's like, you know, and and she says not just the theatrical release, but she also says tying it in with other stories and then also theatrical release. It's like all that sort of seems like it could work pretty well. Um, And that includes throwing in uh, Alden and Chewie without you know, actually coming into contact with the one character they can't come into contact with, but they can mm-hmm. be in the story and you can reuse those characters and actors and everything. And and it still be like this other thing, you know, the, it could be called star Wars, the rise, the, the, the rise and fall of mall. That's a stupid name, but you know what I mean? It could be mm-hmm. something else that isn't solo the or Kenobi or whatever. Mall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the rise and mall of mall. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's my thoughts. Awesome. Thanks so much, Breezy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, all right, well, let's move on to uh, a rumor that's going around right now, and this one's coming from One Take News. Um, today they are reporting, um, today actually, I think, uh, Tamara Morrison is going to be returning for the Ahsoka series, and they are saying that he will be returning as the character Rex, although they're saying it's open to him playing other characters as well, but they're saying rex at the bare minimum um so Lacey, i'm gonna start with you on this one what are your thoughts on this rumor of uh from one take news that tamara morrison is returning for um ahsoka look tem can play any clone so they've got a lot of clones he could (laughs) run like roll up into a series as i mean in kenobi he was a clone like on uh dayu he was just like in the street begging for food and and money so this isn't surprising me because we've already seen him as a clone in live action outside of boba fett um also i think you know captain rex is such a huge character and role in ahsoka's life that i think it would be weird to have her series and not have it mentioned just like when people say oh hayden christensen's gonna be in ahsoka i'm like yes that makes sense like he had a big role in her life um and if you're really having this series be a mixture of flashbacks and or kind of learnings that she's picked up over the years that's then driving what she's doing now and and like where her life is going. I don't think you could have any character like that that doesn't look back on what's happened to her or make those connections of why she is who she is now. And I think Rex plays into that. So this is a no-brainer to me. I know it's a rumor and we'll see what happens, but I think if they don't have any mention of Rex in there, it's going to be weird. Like, it's just kind of awkward because he played such a big role in Mm -hmm, in what mm -hmm. she does and her missions and stuff john what do you think yeah well it um it ends the that silly debate about uh that old trooper on in return of the jedi being rex uh the nick sant thing you know Mm -hmm. um but but also you know rex lives right and uh i think um this this feels like one of those 
and not to take anything away from one take news and you know we're just saying it's a rumor because it didn't it's not officially reported mm-hmm. um they've gotten some things right some things wrong and they seem like good people um but this seems like one of those where it's like they're doing a live action rebels follow-up and it's like exclusive chopper is going to be in the rebels live action series and you're like oh, safe cool. bet I, I kind of assumed that, that would happen yeah right mm-hmm. so yeah so getting they already have the actor he's you know been in several of the shows um they filmed that ahsoka series in the same place that they filmed boba fett the same place they filmed mandalorian where he was so uh takes a flight over to southern california and does some scenes as rex makes a lot of sense to me and maybe it's even like maybe he pops his helmet back on and he's doing voice work sort of like uh uh pedro pascal's doing you know but i i think it's uh it's cool to see because i know there was like rumblings about oh tamara morrison wanted to be in he was supposed to be in mando 3 and they cut him out what's going on and if he's in this, it sort of dispels any sort of like rift or anything. So I think it'd be cool to see him again and adjust my brain knowing like, okay, that's not Boba Fett. Okay, that's not Boba Fett. It's not Django. That's Rex. That's Rex. That's I Rex. mean, seeing, seeing him, him with playing beard, with a white beard, that's just going to that's gonna change. Yeah. But, yeah. And seeing him play Rex for like the first time after people have been like wanting it, it's also be pretty cool. So um, I like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm big into this. My first thought is exactly what you said, John. Like, uh, obviously, it's sort of a strategic gamble on the part of a uh, a leak site, you know, or, or someone who could report something exclusive. Not saying that it isn't true. Not saying they don't have information. Right. 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 But it, it, it reads like it could be like if you're someone who's just sort of, um, I don't know, not really sure about these types of things. You could be like, well, that also feels like it would just be a good guess. Um, but it, it sort of reminds me that there's a pretty good chance that Rex is going to be in the series, which I kind of forgot because of all the focus that they've been putting on Hera and Sabine being Mm -hmm. in the show. Um, it kind of, uh, you know, and, and, um, Ezra as well. Um, I mean, it's all the ghost crew, but it's like when we first heard that Ahsoka was, was, uh, a possibility of a show or it was first announced, I think we were all kicking around ideas that, um, of who would be in there. And Rex was always one of them. We were like, Oh, that's the first live action Rex. That would be really cool. Um, and you know, Tamara Morrison, like there's the whole situation with him and book of Boba Fett season two. And then there was, he was supposed to be in Mandalorian season three and that maybe did or didn't happen. You know, it's, it's all kind of confusing and he seems like he's getting kind of the short end of the stick here. I think that if you're going to bring him back, um, you know, he doesn't always have to be Boba Fett. He, he has so many options of characters that he can bring to life. Let's, let's give this actor, this person that we love just more opportunities um to make fans happy so yeah, yeah. i'm 100 percent on all of this yeah love it yeah. matt in the comments makes a good point he says if we don't uh they don't call tem back again we'll hear about it they'll absolutely hear about it because after <laughs> mandalorian he was very adamant that was like look i was standing by my phone they told me they were going to call me and they never called me i was like yeah That's cool. <laughs> i like the the older actors they're they are not afraid to be like well, he thinks it's his time, rightfully so. Like, hey, I didn't get to tell my Boba Fett story this yeah. the way I want to tell it. And he was probably promised something for Mandalorian season three, and it just didn't come about. But even his like thoughts his on Boba Fett website published that he was involved in the show before before he showed up in um at the end of the Mandalorian, he showed yeah. like they had him credited as Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. 
or something. Yeah. Whatever it was, obviously his, like his team and his everything were like, yes, I'm playing Boba Fett again. (laughs) You know, it's like, they just don't care. It was one of the many going going into season two. It was one of the many people that were thrown out there. And he's like, I want to come back to Boba Fett and do Boba Fett things. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, speaking of the Mandalorian, it was, uh, (laughs) revealed today (laughs) uh, (laughs) via the Hollywood Reporter that Pedro Pascal is most of the time not the guy uh, in the suit on the set of The Mandalorian uh, playing Din Djarin. Um, He was, he's in, you've seen him before. It's these Hollywood Reporter roundtables. There's there's a lot going on with the writers as well. If you have time to watch them, watch it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's cool. They it's really, it's surreal almost. It's, it feel, it makes you feel like you're sitting at that table and you're looking around and you're like, why is Robert De Niro having a conversation with Ray Romano? You know, like, yeah. you're like what is happening right now? They're um, very much, Ramon. when you watch that, you're like, oh, this is what they based season one gal- uh, gallery on. Oh, Because they've been sure. doing yeah, this yeah, forever. Yeah. And then they did the gallery with like John Favreau and everybody. And I was like, it looks like the Hollywood Reporter roundtables. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Pedro Pascal was involved in uh, one recently and was asked by Kieran Culkin about the voice acting aspect of the show. And, um, you know, he came out and he's like, you know, it's not it's not me in the suit. It's these other guys. They do a great job. I've tried it on. It wasn't that great. Um, he makes some jokes, uh, there. Um, but at the end of the day, he says, uh, you got to give credits to these guys because they're doing the stunts and they're, they're making the character, they're bringing the character to life on screen. And at this point, and he used like that one extra little thing that it's, it doesn't, he doesn't hundred percent it. He just says, it's basically a voice acting job. It's mostly a voice acting job. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think it's just one of those things where uh, more and more people are going to learn that, um, you know, they kind of hinted it. They've been hinting at this for years um, and it's becoming more and more out there. This is just another piece of evidence that um, people can say, uh, you know, when they're at a party and they're like, oh, Pedro Pascal, he's great in The Mandalorian. And, and somebody be like, well, actually, yeah. he's not the yeah. one who's in the suit. Um, yeah. John, what are your thoughts on uh, Pedro Pascal? in his comments here. Yeah. So for diehard fans, we already all knew this. Um, but like that party you're talking about, James, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, so they see the Mandalorian and even people post like a gif of the Mandalorian, like doing a certain pose. And they're like, man, Pedro Pascal's so good. And it's like, yeah, that's not him though. That's Brendan Wayne. <laughs> uh, so I, but I don't like this. I, I like the last of us. I wish Pedro was in the suit more and I wish they took his helmet off more because he's such a good actor. And if you just look at the short amount of scenes that he's been unmasked in the Mandalorian, I know people are going to say, well, they're so good because there's so few of them and they're so special. I understand that, but we got none of it in season three and who knows about season four going forward. I, I wish he was there more, but I, I am glad that, Brendan Wayne and Latif Crowder are getting the credit they deserve because, you know, for years, David Prowse, you know, was right along, built right alongside James Earl Jones as Darth Vader. And he signed all the autographs and did the photos with fans and stuff. And I want to see these guys get that credit they deserve too, because they're in those suits, like walking around doing these action scenes. That's really tough mm-hmm. stuff. 
I'm not saying Pedro's like not like holding his worth because you got to deliver the lines and you can easily make some Star Wars dialogue sound really bad if you're not good. And he's good. So I, you know, that's all good and well. But I, I want to see more unmasked Din Djarin. So I hope they get him down for a few important scenes in the in the last couple of seasons or whatever they end up doing of this. And of course, I assume if they turn this into a movie, he's going to be heavily more, you know, more involved because it's a major motion picture. So I think that will change there a bit. Um, but it's fine. And it's something we all knew, uh, even dating back to season one. You know, we had heard rumblings that he wasn't on set at all for other, you know, filming complications. And that's fine, you know. But I like that the general audiences get this in this type of thing. Because like Lacey said, a lot of people, including myself, love these roundtables. And they could be watching that just for Kieran Culkin because he's white hot off of Succession right now or whoever else is on that roundtable. And then hear Pedro Pascal, who's also white hot right now, and hear him say like, yeah, I'm really just the voice. And then them, those people be like, whoa, my mind just got blown. But here we are, like diehard Star Wars fans are like, old news. Yeah, We knew this yeah. four years ago. But you got to remember, we need all the fans to get all the correct information so that people aren't running wild with these rumors that Pedro hates being the Mandalorian and stuff. It's like, now let's get the honesty out there about what's really going on so that we can um, just have the truth. And I'm comfortable with all this and him saying that. I just hope it's not one of those things where he's like, oh, I can just go on and do other things. All I need to do is do my my voice on this. And I'm not saying that's how he feels, but I do want to see some more unmasked Din Djarin uh, moving forward. Mm-hmm. And Lacey, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Honestly, my thoughts right now are about that time I met Kieran Culkin in a New York City bar. <laughs> and I was hammered drunk. <laughs> and he was kind of a jerk. Uh, and that's what I thought about, about how he was such a big jerk. But admittedly so, I was kind of What annoying. did you say to him? Um... I <laughs> did you offer so, him a Pepsi? No, uh, I he's in Scott Pilgrim, which is one of my favorite movies. And I went up to him and said, Hey, just wanted to let you know I loved Scott Pilgrim. And he was just like, Okay. And I was like, I just really love that movie. And I asked him for a photo, I think. And uh, he had a scarf on and he took the scarf and put it around my neck and then pretended to choke me in the photo uh, very uncomfortably and then left. <laughs> so he's Roman Roy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a weird interaction and I remember it so vividly while also like it's a blur. Um, and he was mm-hmm. dating Emma Stone at the time. Oh, so, this is that story? Yeah, so when he was there, I remember in my head going, oh, he's dating Emma Stone, so she might show up. And she did. And uh, she was much nicer. She was very nice. But, but Now, I noticed you said you were really drunk. I was. I was very <laughs> drunk. Now, you know sometimes in like those movie flashbacks... I was like, 23 like, at the time, to my defense. So It's like in Wolf of Wall Street, Leo... like thinks he like got home normal and got home safe and then they show you how it really happened and he's like crawling down the stairs oh it was <laughs> honestly <laughs> like Lacey's I like i lost god no, girl. I i'm lost. not even i'm not even this isn't me exaggerating it was probably the worst night i've ever had uh drinking <laughs> and oh, i tried to get into a cop car and demanded to it to take me home thinking it was a cab 
and the guy said he was going to arrest me. And my now husband at the time was just dating me. And he had to tell the cop that he was like, no, no, we're leaving now. And my best friend was there with us. And I remember <laughs> Matt turned to him and was like, is she like this all the time? And my friend Santos is like, she's never been this bad. I think I got drugged, honestly, if we're having an honest oh conversation. God. I think I got drugged at that bar because it was a speakeasy. So it wasn't like a legit bar. It was like a mm. sketch bar. And yeah, <laughs> it was a wild yeah. night. But every time I see him, I just have like I'm sweating. I have like a, a like emergency embarrassment. Wow. Um, yeah, but he was kind of a jerk. I get it, though. I was annoying. Anyway, Jared, what were talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? Pedro Pascal, who Pedro would never Pascal do doing this the voice. Yeah. He would never do that to me. He'd be so kind. He'd probably get me a water or something. Uh, Pedro doing the voice is not surprising to me. I mean, we've known this for a while, and I think this season more than previous seasons. I love how the chat is blowing up about like how messy I was at 23. Look, I was a disaster, guys. It's I'm not who I am now. <laughs> I wasn't who I am now. Um. Anyway. So Pedro, or what was I saying? Going back. This season, season three of The Mandalorian, I think Brendan Wayne was pretty honest that most of the shots were him. I think he was pretty adamant all mm -hmm. season it was him. Like he kept showing in his social stories and on Twitter and speci specifically on Instagram, he would share screenshots and be like, oh, this was a fun one. Or he'd share photos from Disney, like the poster we all loved where he's like flying off to the side he was like oh this was a great shoot to do with blank so mm -hmm. i think for me it was like a no-brainer just because he was so openly transparent that like he was in the suit the most and look i get it this is probably the biggest role he's ever had in his life so why not live it up and say like yeah that's me yep that's me i did that that was awesome i'm doing this because it leads to more roles and or like comic convention stuff. So I get it. But I agree yeah. with John. It's a little disappointing to hear that Pedro isn't in the suit. And then even though he kind of made a joke of it, like just for him to say like, yeah, I didn't really like the suit. You're like, oh, you want people to like, you know, you want Batman to like being Batman. You want Captain America to like being Captain America. There's, I don't think there's ever been a Batman that liked the suit, though. <laughs> That's fair. They don't like the suit, but they'll say that it feels cool to wear it. Right. Yeah. You know, what I mean, hey, it's not comfortable, but man, do I feel cool when I'm Batman? But mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, that being said, I I get it. I think he's, you know, as they say in this interview, he's really like white hot right now. He's like the actor that's in everything. Which weirdly enough, he's also in like mobile game app <laughs> commercials for like Merge Mansion. It's like so weird. But he's doing all this probably stuff. Probably a, uh, what, what what do they call that? Where you pay for, what's what? the thing? You can pay for a celebrity to say something. Cameo, yep. Is he oh, on Cameo? Yeah. I doubt he's on Cameo. I have no idea. This is like a literally a yeah. mobile, like he plays a detective in the commercial. And he's like, I've discovered the case oh, of blah, blah, blah. Okay, and I'm like, okay, okay, skip yeah. story. Yeah, this right. is weird. I see a lot of like cameo mobile ads because they just pay for like so and so from the office to say they play the game or something, you know. <laughs> I just love, by the way, that I've moved on to Pedro and people in the chat are still being like, "What other things has Lacey done?" You don't want to know. <laughs> you don't want to know. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, I just it's a little disappointing because you want him to 
to embrace the role more like have more like even if it's just one of the days he's like the role the whole time especially because season two he did give some of the best performances like that bill burr episode is still one of, i think one of my favorite mandalorian episodes because he takes the helmet off and bill burr is magnificent it's just so well acted and it's well acted in scenes that are so simple like they're sitting at a table talking and it's so powerful. And I feel like when that scene happened, I was like, this is why they got Pedro. This is why they chose him to be the Mandalorian. And I see the behind the scenes stuff of him doing the voice acting with like pillows and stuff. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this makes sense. He still does it. Like he's full acting. I'm not downplaying voice acting because voice actors sometimes have to no. act even harder than live action people and we talked to taylor gray about that because you don't see the characters at the time and you don't see who you're reacting to you have to make it all up in your head mm -hmm. it's just different when you're on set i guess and i just would love to see his face more and i feel like because he's not on set it kind of gave them a reason to be like okay let's shove him back in the helmet really quick because i felt like that resolution happened very fast where it was like oh i'm gonna go to mandalore okay i'm at mandalore okay i'm there okay i'm never taking my helmet off again and I was just like, it just fe it felt like they summed it up very quickly. And now I know mm. why, because they needed him to get the helmet on back. Yeah. Never take and it I off again. I think we had speculated on that because of all those reports of him having to film The Last of Us during the filming of Mando season three. And we had said, like, we're probably not going to see a lot of Pedro in the season, unfortunately. Um, he said that in the interview, too. He goes, which is sort of great because it allows me to do other work. I know. And that's almost still like, like it was a ah! scheduling thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um i only have two like really quick things my my first one being that uh i don't mind pedro uh not showing his face in the show like i think that uh i did i didn't watch game of thrones i didn't watch narcos i don't have any sort of connection to this actor i only really know him because of the show now he's obviously been in other things since then but but when i heard that pedro pascal was everybody was reporting and like oh it's the guy from you know him from and i'm like i didn't watch any of that stuff so it's just mm -hmm. some guy mm -hmm. to me so to me when the mandalorian started it was a story about a guy who has this oath that he never takes his helmet off and to me that has been the ongoing story occasionally he takes it off for these reasons or whatever and i think it hits me in those moments but when he puts the helmet back on i'm like but that but we're right back to the character who never takes his helmet off and that's his oath and that's the his his mission sure. you know his whole thing sure. so it never really bothers me i've never felt like he needs to be someone who they're flaunting him around and taking his helmet off we talked about the halo thing too it's like at some point i think like you take the character off because you get a big actor to play it it takes away from what the character is because the point is that the character doesn't want to have their helmet off so um the other thing that i was going to say though is like sometimes do you guys remember the vanity fair photos of like say the last jedi and it would have like captain phasma but it, like she would be there with, like without her helmet and they did some of that stuff i was like i'm honestly surprised that we haven't seen more of him just with like in these interesting photos of him just without the helmet on just for articles or promoting the thing as well mm -hmm. yeah because the, because like what you guys are saying you have this big actor who sort of you know is the character is known as the character so why not just go ahead and market that up um 
but but they don't even do that they like all the images of the show have him with his helmet on and stuff and i and i know it's not they don't want false advertising but they didn't mind it when it came to the last jedi which is the next big star wars movie after force awakens you know they had but it wasn't the lead character too i don't know but anyway that that's all my thoughts um now i do want to remind everybody that after we finish up uh resistance report which is going to be after our next story we're going to be doing a couple ask the resistance questions so now is the time that if you're in the live chat you should probably throw in a question that you want us to ask uh but or want us to answer make sure you tag it hashtag ask the resistance so that we know it's a question that you're wanting us to ask on the show so get those in now um and while we're talking about the chat do we happen to have any more super chats we do, but I think I'm just going to hold on to it for Ask the Resistance just so that we can All get right. through the next story. There we go. All right, so let's move on to the last story here, which is um, Kotaku.com, which is a video, very popular, very well-known uh, video game site, uh, having a story where they're saying that Ubisoft open-world Star Wars game could actually be arriving sooner than you think. Um, right now, they're... Uh, inside information is that Ubisoft is planning to release a big, big title uh, by the end of their fiscal year, which is March of 2024. And it so happens that they have said a few things about it, like it involves space travel or something along those lines. And so it led the authors to think, that when you look at the list of all the upcoming games that they have on release, the the one that would make the most sense for what we know about it, which is what they've said about it, uh, not publicly, but behind the scenes, uh, it seems like it's probably that Star Wars game. Although they say it could not be, but March 2024 might be the time when we get that big open world Star Wars game. Um, Lacey, you are up if you want to talk about Ubisoft for a second. What do you think? Yeah, this is interesting news. They do have their event coming up next month, which uh, one of our listeners, Miles, had asked last week about this, specifically right. thinking if we would uh, see this game or hear an announcement about it next month at their big event. And I think we will. I said that last week. And I, uh, from my understanding, which the funny thing about this article is, again, it's on GameStop or GameSpot, which is then quoting Kotaku, which is then quoting, it's so funny now how articles work, but oh, gosh, yeah, it's like, this person said this, which also was referenced on this, which then, anyway, that being said, uh, it's interesting that internally, it seems like Ubisoft is talking about how they need another big hit. They haven't had right. a real big hit since Assassin's Creed, so they're looking for something to kind of fill that gap and They've had, uh, you know, major layoffs. They're making cutting costs and stuff like that, um, which they've told their teams and stakeholders and, and whatnot. So they need a big hit. And if they're if you're going to get something that's going to make some money right now in video games, at least if you're looking for some type of fandom in our franchise, Star Wars is it. I mean, look how Jedi Survivor's doing. Uh, I mean, just the Battlefront games, they're money makers because Star Wars mm -hmm fans myself included want to jump into those characters in a virtual space in video games so the idea that they're making this open world game is awesome um i did notice though at the end they do mention a couple other games are kind of up in the air with the star wars eclipse from aquatic dream or not aquatic aquatic dream and then uh quantic. star wars quantic sorry quantic dream 
Uh, and then Star Wars FPS from Respawn, which is probably the thing that I'm the most excited about because I love first person shooters. I'm a big Battlefront person. And I remember recently that it it had come out that they were making another Battlefront and then it got canceled. And basically they were mm. almost done with it. And they were like, no, nah, we're not going to do that oh, anymore. Gosh. And it's just like, why would you do that? Just release it. <laughs> mm-hmm. As Star Wars fans, we're always looking for more, right? Um, but I think an open world game could be cool too. So I, I'm on board the idea that you kind of make it your own and you don't have to necessarily follow a story like some people like those kind of story mode games like jedi survivor i'm not one of them i just like to shoot stuff and kind of explore <laughs> that's, stuff that's, and explore. that's what i enjoy John, what kind of a, a game are you are you big open world kind of guy oh yeah yep i like not having pressure of like gotta get to the next level like yeah open I world. Wanna, like, pop around the package what are we talking he about likes here? open world so much that he doesn't go into video games and he's out in the actual world is how <laughs> yeah, much yeah, like yeah. Open world. i'm going to sonic right after we record tonight oh, um <laughs> patrons will get that in about five days um i like the lego skywalker saga where you can kind of just bop around do your own thing but i like the idea of an open world game sort of like a grand theft auto scenario or like batman arkham city where you can really just go adventure around and look around and and both games still have the story but you don't have to play to them yeah you're not limited to the wall of the like that level like if i want to go to kessel right now i just go on my ship and i fly to kessel or whatever that that is on their maps but um because like gta was so fun sometimes where you would just be like let me get five stars and have the entire government come after me and i'm gonna crash these cars and do all this crazy stuff and not worry about the story sometimes you just want to have some fun and i like Mm -hmm. that but also it having a story so i think it'll open the net to allow people who don't like the pressure of beating a game or the difficulties of a game and you could have that story element if you want it, but also you can just explore the galaxy, maybe learn a few things too and uh, have some fun. So I think this is a perfect game for Star Wars. I'm really excited to at least see the early, um, you know, footage of it and and hear about it. And it's certainly something that would be on my eye if I was to buy another Star Wars game. It feels like a long-term game because they could have the story and the story, everyone will play through it really quickly, but they'll want to play the 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 modes and they can add more things they could add more levels more ships more fun things to do within that world like one day another thing just came in and landed on this planet you know and mm-hmm. you can go and explore it and have fun with it. it seems like that makes sense as far as it coming early this year i tried looking into this like so the first trailer the first teaser for jedi survivor not the announcement necessarily i don't really know how that lines up but the first teaser trailer came out almost a year exactly to the day that the game was released. That's a different studio, mm-hmm. but that's kind of how Lucasfilm operated in a game world with a game like this, a big major A A AAA title or whatever. Um, then I looked at Ubisoft specifically, and they have the first trailer for an Assassin's Creed game, I believe came out yesterday and they announced the date of the game being released in October, which was a lot closer. That's like more like a six month cycle. So it sort of lines up if they're hoping to get this game out in January, February, March, early before the end of the fiscal year, then you're looking six months in advance. That would be somewhere around like August, October area. 
it seems feasible. It seems like this might be the case that there's like, hey, we're gonna we operate on a six month promotional period to get ready for a, for that game. So I don't know. I say let's go for it, and I'm excited to see what happens with it. Um, I, and they also just obviously want to give Survivor a little bit of time to breathe. They wouldn't want to release yeah this game like tomorrow. The games, yeah, yeah. It would be so crazy. So you got yeah, to be like for Survivor to 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 be its thing and and sort of yeah dwayne out a little bit it'd be like releasing a star wars movie five months after another star wars movie crazy Just doesn't make yeah. sense yeah. <laughs> like a super bowl commercial and a and a denny's menu and then that's that'd it. Be it yeah what's up, um, denny's? What's up? <laughs> all right guys well that's gonna end ask the resistance or i'm sorry that's gonna end resistance support let's head into the next section ask the resistance i've been wondering what are midichlorians things that swim inside your body and make you powerful all right anakin <laughs> yeah welcome to ask the resistance uh lacy mm-hmm. am i am i am i just going after it here it whatever you want what let's start like? with those super chats then oh yes i actually am dumb and clicked out of one let me bring that up first <laughs> uh because i just like cleared it you know so I w- anyway yeah mickey how's it going mickey miss you bud Thank you for the super chat. He said, hey, guys, rewatch Solo this week because, of course, that mall scene still gives me goosebumps. The first time I saw it, I never saw it coming. I was the shocked emoji that day. Love you guys. We love you, too. Funny story about this, Mickey, is uh, my husband has an ongoing joke with me that all he knows from Star Wars is Maul and Jar Jar. And every time I talk about something Star Wars related, he goes, is that the one with Maul in it? And he came to the movies with John and I to see Solo. And at the end, Maul shows up and I did one of these to him. And he goes, who is that? (laughs) It was years, years in the making, guys. Years of being like, oh, Maul, right? The one with Maul, right? And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) Anyway, so that's how uh, his knowledge of Star Wars is. So what you what were you guys' reaction to that? I thought it was really cool. I, I you know I was shocked. I I wasn't sure. I remember I'll never forget sitting in the theater, and I, you hear the voice and this first line, whether it was like yes or whatever it was, and I couldn't pinpoint it. But I'm like that man. That sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. And then you see like the, me- the mechanical leg as it starts to pan around. And then when he take, you know, he- you see his face before he even takes the hood off. You're like, oh, my God, Maul. Holy cow. What are they doing with this? Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see where this goes because, you know, it's the end of the movie. So it's it's like one of those post credit scenes, but it's in the movie. Like come to me that, on Dathomia. Yeah. And it, it, it's like it's right there setting up the next thing that we still haven't gotten yet. But I, I, just, I just remember being like, wow, mm-hmm. that was my reaction. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and for me, it's one of those things where like, um, th- it's one of the reasons like I like Star Wars when they can take two stories and connect it. And I think obviously that like our culture has become that with Marvel. Like anytime you're ever watching the Thor movie, and then like you know Captain America's in it for a second or something, you know they show up for us for a fight scene or something. It's always like, oh, my two favorite things. Like now, all of a sudden, you see them together. It's like this crossover world. Mm-hmm. There was something really special about watching this movie and totally just getting lost in like the Solo and Chewie adventure and all that. And then mm-hmm. to the, the very end, there's 
like there literally is but i want to say there's literally no reason for the guy from the phantom menace to show up and yet the phantom menace is on screen again you know and they, they do well that's why like, matt had no idea who it was because he's he like, knew really in his brain the music yeah. yeah he knew in his brain there was no reason this this guy's dead and i think that was part yeah. of his joke so then i was just like and he was like i don't yeah 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 you, and i remember dealing with a bunch of fans being like so solos before phantom men yeah. were like no yeah. no you know there was that mm-hmm. whole ordeal for a while it and was I'm sure kind everybody of... listening in the chat right now and everything all had to deal with it because we're star wars fans yes. enough to know to explain our it. friends yeah. were not yeah our family it was, was not it was kind of the first moment in live action i feel anyway that really was like you need to go watch the animated shows now like you yeah. have to go watch those because yeah. nobody knew what was going on. Yeah. Whereas sometimes you can get away with it because it's like, oh, you don't really like we talk about it with Mandalorian. They do it so well that like you don't have to watch them. This was something that like you needed the explanation because yeah. the dude you don't, died. You don't need to have seen Rebels to enjoy Rogue One. But sure. when you do, you see like the ghost and you hear General Sandula and stuff and you're like, oh, and there's Chopper. You know, it's like, yeah, That's yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. It's an add-on, but for the first time, people, we, I think we even speculated about something along this. We're like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like why that character would be there because you just confuse fans. And I'm like, stop worrying about fans and let the people who don't know, just find out, you know, they'll find out 10 minutes after the movie, they go, so when does that take place? And then it's like the friend will fill them in and it's all good. But so do it for the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what else do we got? All right, we've got Myers House. What up, Myers? Uh, they said, what do you want to see with the announcement of the movies going back to the origin of the Force? Hashtag Ask the Resistance. I'm going to start with John on this one. John, I know you were one of the people I was probably the most excited for. I think you and James both were for James Mangold's uh, an origin movie. So what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on uh, what do you want to see? Um, I want to see something very just organic and fresh. Um, I don't want it to be anything too complicated though. Uh, I like the idea of the force being mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't imagine it's going to be one of those things where if it's that far back where they're like computing midichlorians. So this is going to be one of those things where they're like, we don't know what this is. Um, but we have to figure out how to harness this thing because it could be very dangerous. So I think there'll be like one of those sort of like people who who are like the 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 voice of reason in that movie who don't necessarily have connection to it. They're like, you need to, you know, this thing can really just destroy our whole galaxy if we don't understand what to do with this. And then you'll have people who are like awakening to it. And I, I like the idea of the origins of the force still feeling very mysterious. I don't need a, a big bang sort of thing where it's like, that's where the force came from. I want the origins of the force, but I want it to be the first realization of it in star Wars, but yeah. not have it fully explained as to wh- how it came and where you mean it like Han from. Solo. What do you mean? The name Han Solo. Huh. I'm making jokes. By the I, way, this is Jeremy Myers. Oh, Yo, what up, buddy? I figured it was. I didn't want to. <laughs> He's yeah, in the chat going, it's house. me. It's Jeremy. And I, was I, like, I thought oh. it was. Yeah, I thought it was the 
the Myers house from Halloween. But, no, you know. it makes sense. This is probably his YouTube account and all of his family gets on. It's the Myers house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. But uh, no, that, this is one of these things when you say the origin of the force, I imagine that the force predates life, you know what I mean? Obviously, or like human life. So it's, it's probably more something along the lines of discovery of the force. Um, right. And in that case, it, it starts to make me wonder like, what does this movie look like? Because it might be very, uh, pulled back from what Star Wars is. They they they're not going to have hyperspace travel because that didn't even come around till the High Republic, you know, um, mm-hmm. or like you know right around that time. So it's like they're not going to have that. They're that you know I don't really know what the the mechanics of like ships and things. So maybe not even like flying ships or space travel much. No lightsabers. Um, no lightsabers. I was like, unless you're you're going to see the first building of a lightsaber, but probably by the end of that movie, I would think, unless they. Like you also got to think you got to get through the whole force stuff before you can explain the process of the lightsaber. Probably not going to have people using the force. Maybe I don't know. Maybe there's one guy who does it and then he teaches someone and then the kid like turns on him and then he's the villain now. And it's like the old master versus the apprentice thing. I don't know, you know, but whatever it is, like it all seems like it's going to be so different from star Wars and they're just going to use terms that you're familiar with. It It's almost got to be, it's it, a completely different movie and it, it might not even feel like star Wars, but it's going to be called that because we went back that far. So I don't know. I'm interested in it for sure. I think you guys gave good answers. I honestly haven't even really thought about this movie just because it's like, I don't even know what story I would want. It's funny mm-hmm. when yeah. you like have priorities, like I'm immediately thinking about the Daisy movie and like where that's going and I've fleshed that out in my head, but right. these ones I haven't really thought about, but I think it's going to be cool. I'm excited to see Indiana Jones. I've heard mixed things online, mm-hmm. so hopefully uh, it's a fun movie. That's the point, to have enjoyment and a good time. It doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, critically acclaimed and crazy serious, which I never think of when i think of indiana jones but for some reason people have like put it on this pedestal that has to be a certain level of um i don't know originality or something i don't know Hmm. anyway that being said james mangold from what i've seen so far has done an amazing job i really love logan so i could see myself liking this i think he's good at his job and the idea that he was originally going to do a boba fett project and then came back to do this i'm all for it i i I like the idea of people cycling back into star wars because they care about it so much so i think it's going to be good no matter what all right. We miss you too, Jeremy. Hope you're having a good time wherever yeah, you are. Yeah, for sure. All right. Next is John Forsyth. What up, John? He said, Natalie Portman says she would be open to Star Wars. That was a big story this week. She said she was coming, but she'd right. be happy to come back. She hasn't gotten a phone call, which they always say, but she's happy to come back. Mind you, Lars said the same thing, and he walked out on stage as Thrawn. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say. Um, odds are we see Padme in a flashback in a Disney Plus series or in Filoni's movie. So what do you guys think? James, I'm going to start with you. Do you think we're more likely to see her in a Disney Plus series? If so, what series or in Filoni's movie? Oh, my gosh. Um, You know, it's so funny. I didn't really consider flashbacks because when she came out with this, I was like, I don't know why people are running with this at all because she's just saying like she's open to Star Wars, just whatever. But there's no way to incorporate this actress in the story at all. But mm. flashbacks does solve that. And we've definitely played in that world. I mm-hmm. mean, we just watched Obi-Wan Kenobi and we saw that exact perfect time period of Hayden and Obi-Wan 
and you know they pull it off that they, they took us right there and it wasn't like <laughs> i mean it was like multiple scenes in that episode it was the same scene but it was like we were there and there was a lot of acting and dialogue and everything in there so yeah, it doesn't surprise suit. me yeah it doesn't surprise me at all if you were able to to pull that off again um this is a weird answer to this question but i'm gonna say if they ever do bring back ewen it could be uh, you could incorporate a flashback with Natalie Portman in the flashback. So whatever the Obi-Wan Kenobi character does next with Ewan McGregor is the thing that I'm saying. That's where Natalie Portman is tied in. And maybe all of this is connected because she hasn't said anything for years. And now all of a sudden she's like, I would come back if they asked me. I mean, the only like maybe really, there's conversations. Yeah. The only thing I've really seen her in is those SNL skits where that are hilarious, right? It's the only yeah. thing that she's ever referenced Star Wars in. Other than that, it's always been very much, I feel, uh, this was a great point, James, very closed off. Like she's been very much like how John Boyega is now, honestly, about Finn, where she, 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 she did the was same like, thing I, I've moved on. I've moved on from this. I'm ready to, you know, I, I, I'm doing other things. And then all of a sudden now it's sure I'd be open to it. And you're like, yeah, that, that, that was the same thing with Marvel. She said, she said, no, I'm done. I'm not returning. And they went all the way to end game. And it's like, this is the one to show up for Natalie. And she didn't, they showed her from mm -hmm. the back and she's like, not in the, the movie. And then suddenly she comes back and does like a leading role in another Thor film. It's that like it, people what, didn't really enjoy either. Well, that's fair, but I'm saying yeah. like what what switched in her mind where she's like, "Yeah, I'm done with Marvel. I don't want to show a friend game. Those movies, whatever." And then all of a sudden she's back. I don't know. I mean, yes, but that th that's what I'm getting at, John. Is now why is she talking about coming back as? Uh, or returning to Star Wars when she's a dead character that is in a time frame they couldn't possibly. You know what I mean? It just seems mm -hmm. strange. Why now? Quote Harrison Ford. I got paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think if they were going to find a reason to use Padme for a flashback, it would have been in Obi-Wan Kenobi, seeing Vader in that back to tank, seeing him in that uh in yeah. his castle. Those are the moments that you think of from the comics. Should have uh, where he has those flashbacks. That was the time to do it. I don't I can't think of another time in any upcoming project unless it's they do some Vader series, which would be probably pretty cool, where that would have been a better moment than what than using it in Obi-Wan. So for that reason, I don't think they're going to do it. Um, And if they did do it somewhere else, then people would be like, why didn't you do this in Obi-Wan when clearly he's having these yeah. thoughts about what happened? That would have been the perfect time. He's in that back to tank. He looks evil. He looks angry. He looks tormented. Or he's sitting on by himself in his office, in his castle. Those are the moments you give those flashbacks. Why are you going to do it over here all of a sudden? So I don't think so. I think this was just mm -hmm. more of a polite answer, a very quick answer. Nothing too like deep in terms of her th had, had, like that she had thought about it a lot. So I, I don't think it will happen only because I think if they would have, like I said, Obi-Wan would have been the exact perfect spot to do it. I couldn't have answered that better. I think they both gave great answers. So I I agree. I think it's just, it's kind of weird that it's happening now. And like John just said, there were multiple opportunities that they, it would have made sense. And I feel like they missed, they missed that chance. Um, but hey, maybe they know something I don't, which they definitely do. Uh, okay, one, one last question. 
Yeah. One last question coming from Caroline, one of our newer commanders on Patreon. Hey, Caroline, how's it going? She said, do you think Jude Law will be a good guy? And this is Jude Law in Skeleton Crew, for those that Mm -hmm. don't know. Uh, Will be a good guy, bad guy, or morally gray? I imagine it's a Fagin from Oliver Twist situation. Situation, if you will. Hmm. John, I'm going to start with you this time. Do you think he's good, bad, morally gray? I think he's a good guy. I I don't think this is going to be one of those big twist type of things. I think he's going to be the one there to help guide the kids uh, back home and stuff like that. I I don't. And and seeing sort of the relationship he had with the kids uh, on stage of celebration, it seemed like that they were sort of like this bonded group. I don't think it's one of those like things where it's, oh, we think he's good. We're not sure. I think he's a good guy. I think he's going to be the lead. Uh, adult protagonist in this show for these kids and help them in this situation. Because I believe someone had said, you know, the good thing about these Amblin movies is it's not movies for kids. It's it's movies where these kids are launched into these impossible situations. You know, E.T., Goonies, that type of stuff. Like they're in serious situations with, with like dangerous people. And that's what this is going to be. And he's going to help them get through that. And I think those pirates and all that other stuff, those are going to be the bad guys. So that's my guess. And that's my hope. Um, Cause I don't think everything needs a twist. I think sometimes there's this feeling that there needs to be a twist these days. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say, no, I think he's going to be a good guy. Mm-hmm. James. Um, I, th- I think he ultimately will be a good guy, but the way I see it going is that he carries himself like a bad guy, like, uh, like the, you know, like boo, you know, to the kids. And then they kind of are scared of him or whatever. Um, it, like I think there's there could be things that he maybe has done and he maybe he conflicts with himself a little bit, but at the core of it, he he is a good guy. And some of those things carry off, you know, almost kind of like a Anakin saying like, um, you know, questioning Qui-Gon, like, uh, you know, you know, what what's with the laser sword and stuff? And he's like trying to piece them together. And even Qui-Gon's like, perhaps I killed a Jedi, you know, like he's like, he's admitting he's murdered someone, you know, perhaps I killed someone, blah, 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 blah. And it kind of just adds this mysterious dark thing to his character to protect his true identity, which is that he actually is this like hero type person or something. So I, I foresee this character being a very mysterious, dark person that the kids are not sure about. Um, but at the core of it, probably a good guy who is at the end of the day, wanting to help them out and do the right thing. Yeah. Caroline, I think this is a great question because as someone that really likes Jude Law, (laughs) He usually does play a good guy. Um, I know he played a bad guy in the Marvel movie, um, ultimately, but I know him from a lot of like rom-coms and stuff like that. So I like to mm-hmm. think that he's a good person. And um, like John said, I think they need someone. The kids need someone to lead them. I We've talked about this before on the show. I feel like he, he is kind of like a Jedi or like was a Jedi leaning towards that side. And he's kind of like in hiding. But then... I view him kind of like an Aragon of Lord of the Rings, like a guy that's kind of hiding, but then steps in when he needs to, like mm-hmm. he keeps to himself, but then yeah. like he ultimately is the hero they need. So then he takes charge and, le- and it becomes the leader. Um, that's how I'm seeing his character. I might be totally wrong and then it might just be my own expectations of wanting Jude Law to be a good guy, <laughs> but I guess we'll see. I, I, 
I don't know. I think it's pretty dark if you have someone like him who has openly said that he works with the kids a lot throughout the series and then have him turn on them. That's dark. And I, and I just couldn't yeah. see that in, in like an Amblin type thing where they have someone that's with them the whole time. I think characters like that, you have a moment where you second guess yourself like, I don't want to get involved with these kids. But then you realize it's the right thing to do like the Mandalorian. So, yeah, I kind of feel like that's What's the vibe. The- What's the name of yeah. the the uh, guy in the Goonies who has like the deformed face? Sloth. Sloth. Yeah, it's like Baby they spend Ruth? half the movie <laughs> like making him like this right. monster and the scary person that the kids are all scared of, and then like when you actually like get to know the person, or it's more revealed that that person is actually like has decent qualities and the backstory to the character is almost like oh my god he was dropped and all this you know yeah, like pigeon lady in Home Alone too. Or the old man Marley in the first yes. one. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 I was trying right. to think of some examples. Like, I know they're out there. I'm like scrambling yeah. for there's stuff. So but yeah, many. I know there's a million out there. Scary person that in- inevitably like wants to help. And you it's out and, and yeah. it's always the story of the kid's child. It's a good, good story. Yeah, the child is unsure of things, or don't judge a book by its cover, or don't assume you know the worst. You know, give people yeah. the chance well, to prove you wrong, type thing. Yeah. Or the first Home Alone, actually. Now that I'm thinking, it's like the That's same what John story. Said. Uh, yeah. He said the pigeon lady from two, but and I then the guy, the first guy, and, and then the old guy. man Marley. Okay, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know the name. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is a a great question, Caroline. Thank you so so much for that. And Michelle, of course, brought up the holiday, which is the best, one of the best rom coms of all time. So thank you, Michelle, for bringing that up. Just <laughs> should watch it. We should watch that. I I I watch that movie all the time and not at Christmas. All the time. I've never seen that movie. John, it's so good. It's so good. It is a prime example of they made the romantic interest Jack Black. And you think of that and you're like, what? And he is so incredibly charming that he owns that film in a role that like you would think Jude Law should be in that spot, which he is in a way. It's Kate Winslet, right? Kate Winslet and Jack Black, yeah, but he is so wonderfully perfect, and it's just, it's good. It's such a good movie, and the, the I watched, soundtrack is the best. I watched for Super Mario Brothers. I watched uh, Jack Black's like Jack Black talks about his ten most iconic roles. Does he <laughs> you talk know, about he the holiday? Through, like, yeah, it was one of them. Yeah, that he oh, talked about. He's yeah. so good in that movie. He really is. Like he's why so he took the job and when he was on set and he's on with Kate Winslet and it's like, oh, she just got off Titanic. What am I doing? You know, <laughs> like yeah. you just were with Leo and like now I'm here. He yeah. did. He carried he carried his own. You know, he was so great. Mm-hmm. But anyway, guys, thank you so much. I think that's going to wrap it up for us. The resistance, but we really appreciate it. Please. Make sure to like this video, comment, subscribe. Also, you know, share this on social media. Share it on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know how you're watching, where you're watching. Uh, we love to see it and we'd love to share it. Back to you, John. Yeah, thank you everybody for listening or watching. However you're taking this in, we really appreciate it. Uh, spread the word. Um, we can't thank people enough who, you know, listening to us and, and supporting us uh, means a lot, but also just sharing it whether that's on social media or telling your friends about us, it really helps us out a great deal. Um, So thank you. And make sure you are subscribed on your preferred audio platforms as well. Uh, I'm just checking our numbers on Spotify right now in terms of ratings, because we were getting closer to the next milestone. So we're 19 ratings away from 500 on Spotify. So if you have Spotify, uh, just look up the resistance broadcast and rate us hopefully five stars. 
uh, that'd be awesome to hit that next milestone soon. And it helps people also find us in searches. And we've been seeing a lot of growth. So it's it works and it only takes a couple seconds. So that type of stuff means a great deal. So subscribe and spread the word. We appreciate it. Uh, and if you want to support the show also, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Uh, we have a lot of great content over there. Uh, people are talking about Lacey's stories in here. Check out our Q&As. We have a lot of crazy stories that we get into because we ask, we answer questions about non-Star Wars stuff. Um, but our tiers start at $5 a month. So hop over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. And if you're able to uh, support us, it would mean a great deal because it allows us to do what we do now, but also improve what we're doing and expand upon our content moving forward. And we're always working on things behind the scenes. So a uh, special thank you to our generals and spice runners on Patreon. Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Aaron Ellington, Micah Harrison, Colin Cormier, Haz Aslam, Jolton Jedi DiMaggio, and Diana. And our spice runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Dave Hornack, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, who is in the house, and Michael Fry. And a bunch of others are also in here, of course. Um, but thank you all so, so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And have a great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, right. We will have an episode coming out on Monday on Memorial Day. So you can watch it while you're barbecuing, swimming, whatever. Going listen to, to Sonic. It. It, it, tell, <laughs> telling your family, uh, listen, I got to check in with TRB. It's Memorial Day. But we're going to have a pretty cool episode on Monday for you, as well as always. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some what ifs in return of the Jedi. So start thinking about that. But, uh, from the three of us here, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm at Johnny Hoey on Twitter and my movie pod, just like the movies. We just put out an episode on the first Iron Man, which is 15 years old. If you believe that, um, Lacey, where are you at? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillern and on TikTok at it's Lacey Gillern. And then after this video, if you haven't seen it yet, hop over to my unboxing from Hasbro pulse, of all the recent cool stuff from Return of the Jedi and a little bonus item that's not Return of the Jedi, but equally cool. Um, and stay <laughs> tuned for more giveaways coming soon with some of those yeah. items. But I'd appreciate it since we did work with Hasbro on that. If you could just give it a like, give it a comment, get showed some love, please. Yeah, absolutely. Um, James. Um, yeah, you can find If you want to talk to me, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, both at Myra Trunks. So out there awesome all right everyone have a wonderful holiday weekend be safe and we'll see you monday on memorial day with another episode right here on the resistance broadcast see you around kids